0: Prostitutes seem like quite the wife material, if you ask me. People don't like it when you call Lizzo fat, even though she is fat. I'm doing what you're doing to a degree, but I'm just not trying to go down the path that you are. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Hey! what's going on with you my friend how's it hanging how's it going your old pal joe here checking in with you on a motherfucking monday my friend hope you're doing well listen hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing and if you're not hey hey hey, that's okay but get your shit together all right don't do it for me do it for yourself get your shit together august hey about fucking over You know what I mean? Got a whole new month ahead of you. So get it in gear and get ready. All right? September is going to be great. Not for you, but for me as well. How about that, people? How about we do our best to make the remainder of this 2022 the best we possibly can? Sound good? I'll do it if you will. I'll do it if you will. All right? Hey, some upcoming shows, my friends. Some upcoming shows where you can get the comedy jokes, all right? On September 12th, that is going to be a Monday, I will be down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee at Liquid Smoke doing smokes and jokes. It's a cigar shop where you can buy cigars as well as alcohol and enjoy a comedy show. And maybe you're like, hey, I don't like fucking cigars, but I want to smoke a whole bunch of cigarettes. You can do that there, too. The cigar smokers won't like you as much, but you are welcome to smoke cigarettes at the cigar shop. So even if you don't like comedy, if you're just like looking for a place that's maybe inside to smoke some cigarettes, come on down to Liquid Smoke on uh, Monday, September 12th. Uh, also going to be in Texas at the end of September. We'll be uh, with my good friend Aaron Weber on September 28th in Houston. Then we're going to be in uh fucking Brian, I believe it's Brian, Texas on the twenty-ninth, and then Dallas, Fort Worth on uh the fucking 30th and October 1st. All right. Just making sure I get these all right. Uh the sixth through the eighth of October, I will be in Bridgeport, Connecticut, also with my good friend Aaron Weber. You know where I'll be October 13th through the 15th? Goddamn Chicago. With who? Goddamn Aaron Weber. Uh, go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates. Going to be in Vegas, too. No, you know, we have a big podcast following out in Las Vegas. People who love gambling and fucking prostitutes definitely enjoy this podcast. So going out there with, once again, my good friend Aaron Weber. That'll be October 21st and 22nd. Again, joekellycomedy.com has more dates and all the shows coming up, but I'll be out a whole bunch doing some clean comedy with my good friend Aaron Weber of the Nate Land podcast. So come on through, get the jokes, and uh, we'll have all sorts of fun. What's going on with you, my friend? How was your week? What did you get into? Was it nice weather where you're at? The heat winding down, isn't that always nice? Not as hot as it used to be? Something... To look forward to. And then it will start to get cold. And then we can stop looking forward to the weather changing. Because it will be too cold. You know. But there's that nice in-between phase. Where the weather is nice. Where it's not too hot. Not too cold. And I feel like we're approaching that very soon here in Tennessee. Maybe you're already experiencing that wherever you are. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weather podcast today. Dude. I'll shut the fuck up about that. (coughs) Anyway. What have you been up to, my friend? How was your last week? My last week was good. I would like to thank everybody who came out to the East Room last Monday for Trashville. All right, a dirty, rotten, no-good comedy show. The first one, I'll consider it a success. We sold, I think, 26 tickets, which is not the best, but not that bad either. So if you were there, uh, thank you very much for coming out. It was uh, Somebody saw me on TikTok and decided to come out to the comedy show. So, I don't. I guess I didn't know what TikTok was for. But if that's what, uh, if that's the purpose of TikTok, I'm gonna keep using it. People, I finally hit ten thousand followers over on TikTok again. I don't know what any of that shit means. But of those ten thousand people, one person came to my show on Monday. So that's a pretty good ratio. What is that? What is that like? Fucking twenty six percent of my followers, something like that. I'm not good at math, but that's hey, that's one more than would have been there had I not been on TikTok. So thank God for that. But good show, fun show. I think we're going to come back and do it again. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. It was a show, I'll tell you this, people, I like to put on comedy shows that I enjoy. You know what I mean? Like if I'm booking a show, it's something that I would go and watch. And I'll tell you that show that we did uh, last Monday was pretty fucking good. Pretty good. The dirty jokes were fun. The crowd was not upset at all. We set the tone real nice that we might say some words and may say things that people might not always enjoy, but we're just fucking joking around, you know? I don't understand people that go to a comedy show. This happened down in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago when I was doing the jokes, right? I'm doing the jokes, and people keep kind of like groaning at shit. They like to groan and go, oh, you shouldn't be saying that. And listen, I know everybody is good people nowadays. I know everyone's out there fighting the good fight. But here's the thing. If you ever go to a comedy show and you have a problem with something that somebody's saying, maybe they're talking about some harsh truths or something that is slightly uncomfortable, you know? But if you have a problem with it, if you really fucking have a problem with it, enough to groan and feel uncomfortable and think that people shouldn't be talking about those things. Go do something about it. You know what I mean? Go do something about whatever you have a problem with instead of sitting at a comedy show and not doing anything. You know what I mean? If you really have a problem, let's say somebody's talking about pedophiles on stage and you're like, hey, you shouldn't be talking about pedophiles. That's a gross, disgusting thing that's going on. I don't think anybody's gonna be like uh disagreeing with those facts. But at the same time, you go do something about it instead of sitting at a comedy show. Because I think we could all agree that it is a problem. But if it's such a big problem that you can't laugh about it, maybe go do something about it instead of enjoying yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Since it's such a big fucking problem that you can't laugh at it, maybe you could spend your time somewhere else. Like uh you know, fixing the fucking problem that you have such an issue with. But people don't do that. They want to enjoy their lives. And if you're having a little bit too much fun, they don't like that. If you're having more fun than them, they won't like that. But you shouldn't be having that much fun, you know. So they try and shut you down. But that happened down in Atlanta. And I think I made my point very clear that, you know, I'm not the bad guy. You're the bad person for not doing something about it, you know. We could. We could change the world, but let's be honest. We don't want to. We want to sit and laugh and have our flaming hot Mountain Dew. That's what people want to do nowadays. But anyway, <laughs> don't want to do anything at all. But anyway, show was good. No one had those types of reactions at the uh, at Joe Kelly's Trashville show, so that was real good. I picked up another show. went down to Huntsville uh, with my buddy Monty. I'm sure you've uh, He's been talked about. I got to bring Monty back on the podcast. We have fun together, but it's a good buddy. He showed me how to do comedy. There's a fellow named Steve Jessup. He was doing a show down in Huntsville at Stand Up Live. They wanted some extra people, so Monty's like, "Why don't you come on down, Joe?" And uh, I'm not young, but I, I believe I wasn't the youngest person on the show. There's me and my our other buddy John Hickok. He was on the show. I don't know if you guys are familiar with John Hickok. He is a very big gun YouTube channel called Hickok 45. It's him and his dad. John also does stand up. Good guy, but I think he's younger than me. But the two youngest fellas, John and I were the most well behaved out of the entire bunch of people. There were only five. So two out of five ain't bad. But I don't know. I guess it seems like it seems like something happens to a man's brain when he's in his 40s and has been through a divorce that like Every time he's out with his buddies, with his bros, he acts like that's going to be the last time ever that he gets to have any fun. So they just go real fucking hard, man. <laughs> Monty and Steve were both very, very drunk that night. But I guess they don't get to drink. So they were just, they were, you know, they were trying to make a night out of it. That was Monty's whole thing. Monty don't drink liquor. You got a buddy who don't drink liquor. And then when he drinks liquor, he starts acting up. That's Monty. And he wants you to go down that path with him. You know, cause he can't drink at shows no more. Cause he's got to drive an hour and a half. But anyway, Monty, the whole night is just getting shit housed and trying to, trying to get me to do it with him. You know what I mean? goes from Mick ultras to drinking a double Jack and Coke. And it's like, this is not going to end. Well, you've had six or seven Mick ultras, and now you're going to throw a double Jack and Coke on it. Plus you're definitely going to drink about another seven. But Monty's whole thing was we don't get to do this no more. We don't get to do this. And it's like Monty, I'm allowed to have two beers on a Tuesday. You're not for some reason anymore. So don't try and bring me down this fucking path of getting shit-faced on a Thursday night when we got to leave at 10 in the morning and get back home. You know what I mean? It was just, it was fun watching them just get pissed drunk. You know, and I was the first one to go to bed, right? <laughs> just because it's 1231. I'm like, hey, I'm going to lay down. There's only three beds and I'm not one of the friends necessarily. You know what I mean? The show is Steve Jessup and friends. I wasn't one of Steve's friends. I've never met Steve before. So I don't get a bed. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? Packing order. What is that? The fucking, uh, is that a patriarchy or a hierarchy? That's what it is. It's a hierarchy. I don't like those things. I think everybody should have the same goddamn bed. <laughs> but uh, But I got a couch. And there was some jazz music playing in the particular room. It was a little bit loud, but it didn't muffle out everyone's drunken conversations, right? So I fall asleep with the music playing and someone decides that they're going to do me a favor by turning the music off. So they turn the music off and then I just wake up and then they start playing fucking basketball. You know what I mean? They turn the music off and then start playing this little like two basket, like an arcade basketball game, but for your house, you know, let's do Joe a favor. Let's make sure he's sleeping real good. We're going to turn off this music that helped him fall asleep. And now we're just going to make a bunch of fucking noise. (laughs) And again, hierarchy shit, their house, their show, they get to do what they want. But I can't figure out whose bright idea it was to turn off that music. I didn't get to bed till like three or four in the morning, people. Uh, But a fun, fun enough show. You know what I mean? It was good to be back at Huntsville, but holy fuck. Hanging around 40-year-old dudes who are like trying to live it up is definitely not my fucking, not my scene. Good people, not against it. You know what I mean? And then I kind of alienate myself from the group just because it's like, guys, I really don't want to do this. And you're being uncomfortably, I don't know, I want to say assertive, but maybe that's not the word. Just the peer pressure thing of like, what, dude, you're not going to do what we're doing. And it's like, I'm doing what you're doing to a degree, but I'm just not trying to go down the path that you are. I'll drink some beers with you. I'll get a buzz going. you got the Airbnb. We're chilling at the house, you know, but I don't want to get ripped out of my fucking mind. You know, I'm already going to have to sleep on a couch. You think being fucking piss drunk on a couch is the most comfortable night's sleep? You know? But then, you know, people get sensitive and they're like, oh, he's too good for us. And, you know, especially with drinking, when people are drinking like that and you're like, I don't want to drink as much as you. It's always like, there's never, I don't want to say there's never, there can be some understanding going, okay, yeah, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine. It's always like, well, you got to do what we're doing. Because if not, we'll feel bad about what we do because you're better than us or some shit like that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that was what happened in Huntsville, but there was definitely like, you know, I just had to step away from it. Because it's like I said, I'm not, I said, no, I'm not getting fucking shit faced with y'all. And y'all still keep wanting me to get shit faced. like it's going to convince me. I'm 34 years old. I said, no, you're both 40. Be a man. Respect a man's opinion. You know what I mean? not some fucking goddamn sorority girl that you're trying to get drunk and fuck. Oh, come on, have a beer, have another one with us. You know what I mean? I'm a grown man who understands that we got to get up in the morning. You know? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. But <laughs> well, people want you to go down that path with them, man. They want you to go down that path with them for some reason, even though you know it's not going to end good. And then the other thing was, I was the first one to wake I got up at 6 and then was like, I'm going to lay down. I'm fucking tired. Just didn't sleep that well. Get up around 830, start making coffee, and then everybody wakes up. And then everybody picks up exactly where they left off. Dude, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a morning person. I enjoy the morning time, but I just don't need someone talking to me as soon as I wake up. You know what I mean? I don't, I can't handle that shit. I need a fucking minute to ease into the day. But some people apparently not. Dude, they picked up right where they left off. As soon as they saw each other, back to fucking talking nonstop. And it's like, how do you guys do this? How do you do this? I can't do this. So again, alienated myself, went outside, drank my coffee, just so I could have a little bit of peace and quiet. And then try to contribute to the group conversation, you know? Is that me being a dick? Am I being a dick for not wanting to be around people all the time and listen to them talk. It's just a lot, man. You ever have somebody in your face just talking to you about nothing at 830 in the morning? If you've ever been in a relationship, I'm certainly sure that has happened a time or two. But just a group of dudes hung over talking about the same shit they were talking about the night before. It's like, fellas, man, I just can't keep up. Not that it was bad. Not that it was bad. It's like, I just can't keep up with this shit. And now I feel bad because I feel like I alienated myself somehow or it is what it is. I shouldn't feel bad about that. You know, why the fuck are you talking so much so goddamn early? (laughs) That's my question. Anyway, overall, good fucking shows. Got a new truck. That's some updates for you people. The truck I wrecked, they totaled it out. I thought it was going to get fixed. It is not going to get fixed. 14 grand in repairs engine was fine, but the frame was fucked. So I guess they had to take the engine out and redo the whole frame, put it back in. So they're like, we're not going to do that, but picked up a new ride on Saturday. So I'll be back on the road, hopping around doing that shit again. All in all last week, pretty good fucking week. You know what I mean? All in all, I got everything I needed uh, handled, handled. So other than that, what's going on in the world, people? What's in the news? Anything good? Fucking uh, relief for your student loans, man. How about that? How about if you make under 125 k or whatever it is, you get 10 grand off your student loans? Ain't that nice? Ain't that great? I like how people are freaking out going, hey, that's not fair. I paid off my student loans. And it's like, well, good for you. You know what I mean? Good for you. But let's be honest, at the end of the day, most of these student loans, 10 grand ain't going to do too much for them. What's that going to pay off? The interest rate on the loan? Isn't that going to be about it, you know? I don't know nothing about it, but I wish I had student loans to be taken care of, you know. I just wish I got a $10,000 check. Wouldn't that be nice? Why can't we just be happy that some people who maybe, you know, People were like, I did the right thing and paid off my student loans. Well, maybe these other people were trying to do the right thing, but maybe, you know, maybe they got belted, dealt a bad hand or something like that. And, you know, they weren't able to pay off their student loans. Isn't it a nice thing that people don't have to, if maybe all they got is $10,000 left. Isn't it nice that they don't have to be in debt for another three fucking years? You know, isn't that a nice thing? Or is it always about you? I paid off my student loans. Well, good. You got nothing to worry about then then you got nothing to worry about. And I get that, you know, everybody want their fucking money. I wanted some help too. Well, you didn't get it. Fucking move on. Quit being so upset that somebody's life is fucking helping them out. It's not good to step towards that socialism or whatever it is, you know, government-funded education, baby. That's just what we need. But I can't imagine colleges doing uh, too much good for a lot of people anyway, you know. But anyway... That's going on in the news. (laughs) Did y'all watch the VMAs? Are you doing that, people? Are you dumb enough to be watching the VMAs? Not that you're dumb if you watched them. I'm not trying to turn off any fucking potential podcast listeners here, but let's be honest. If you're over 16, if you have student loans, if you have debt, you shouldn't be watching the VMAs. It's for children. It's for fucking children. It's a bunch of 30 and 40 year olds entertaining dumb kids, you know, video music awards. They still call them that, but there ain't no music videos no more. So what the fuck are we awarding these people for? What awards are they getting things for? Because there are no videos. It used to be most, most interesting video, best video of the year, coolest video of the day, shit like that. You know what I mean? Now it's just fucking whatever. I don't understand how it's still a thing, but it was, it was hot on Twitter last night. You know, all these rich, famous people took time from really changing the world and helping out the needy and all that shit to fucking dress up like idiots, to play dress up and pat themselves on the back. Thank God that's happening still. Thank God these rich fucking cunts still can find the time In all the world's troubles and hardships that are going on right now, thank God these rich motherfuckers can find a day to pat themselves on the back. Because if I'd be, man, I'd be real tore up. I'd be tore up if people who are really well off weren't able to just, you know, just take a day and go, listen, we're the best. We're the best. We make the best music, and guess what? We look the best. Everyone looks like idiots at that fucking thing dude did you see Lizzo dressed up in a trash bag pretty much <laughs> an industrial hefty trash bag <laughs> people don't like it when you call Lizzo fat even though she is fat you know it's a confusing thing because what was that? I think Aries Spears, he's a comic, used to be on Mad TV, right? I think he said something about Lizzo being fat last week and people were like, how dare you? But it's like if Lizzo wasn't trying to be fat and people were calling her fat, then it'd be like, OK, guys, you are just being mean. You know what I mean? You're just picking on that poor fat lady. But part of Lizzo's whole identity is the fact that she is very fat. You know? Her Instagram handle is Lizza B Eating. She goes on live streams and just eats fucking chicken tenders or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like she's actively being fat. And then when you call her fat, a bunch of white women and gay guys are like, hey, quit she can play the flute, goddammit. And it's like, okay. I didn't say she couldn't play the flute. I'm just saying she is a big fat lady. There, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a big fat lady, especially if that's part of your whole identity, is being a big fatty. I don't think it should be such a, such an issue. You know, I don't think people should be getting so upset about people go, hey, Lizzo's fat, you know, and they go, what the fuck's wrong with you? She can play the flute and twerk. It's like, wow, those are great fucking qualities in somebody who's fat. Who cares? One, you know, those things aren't necessarily fucking related to each other. You can be fat and blow a bunch of air out of your fat face. That's... (laughs) I just, I want to get rid of Twitter so badly. But the shit that's said out there is just so, it's so enjoyable. It's so baffling. You know what I mean? You can find, you just scroll and then you find, you know, people defending Lizzo, people attacking Lizzo, and then there's some, you know, middle-aged women in fucking Arkansas just showing her tits. Twitter is so great. It's such a great fucking thing, but Lizzo's fat. There's nothing wrong with being fat, especially when you're actively being fat. You know what I mean? So, let's just take it easy on, uh, On everybody who's just pointing out the obvious that Lizzo is indeed very, very fat. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other things we like. Well, she's beautiful. It's like no one said she wasn't beautiful. We're just pointing out that she is as big as Jupiter. And that's her thing, though. That's her thing, is being a fat lady. If she didn't listen, if Lizzo wasn't fat, she would be, she'd be Beyonce, but not Beyonce because Beyonce is Beyonce. So Lizzo has to be fat to be successful, you know? If she, she'd be coming for uh, fucking Beyonce's place if she wasn't a big fat lady. And no one's going to take that. You think the white ladies and the gays love Lizzo? Say something about Beyonce one time, dude. Say something about Beyonce. Watch people freak out. That you're coming for their queen, you know what I mean? These fucking idiots. There was a whole war that happened, you fucking morons. so we didn't call people queens no more. I ain't calling nobody queen or king, goddammit. That was that whole fucking... That one war. Revolutionary war? What was that? You guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, there's a this is a funny little news story. Then we'll get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way. This is a, there's a guy in Florida that got arrested for trying to get a prostitute on his wedding night, you know? And uh poor guy, man in Florida, you know, he just gets married. He's at the hotel with his with his wife. I guess she fell asleep, and he's like, "I'm gonna. I still want some pussy." So he went to try to get a prostitute, and it was just a sting, and they just arrested this guy. Now listen, nothing's wrong with being a prostitute anyway. It should be a fucking fine activity, but I guess the the sting operation—they always say it's for to uh, reduce sex trafficking. That was what this article said, but I don't know how good of a job they're doing at that. Sex trafficking is bad. But we get, that's why we got to make prostitution legal. So then you eliminate the sex trafficking, you know? You try and eliminate the the bad aspects of prostitution and just make it about good stuff. Kind of like legalizing drugs, you know what I mean? If you legalize it, then you don't have to be a criminal to sell it, and then there's some kind of system in place for you to get it that doesn't involve criminals. You know? Same thing with prostitution. But anyway, the point is, They should have let the guy go. You know what I mean? It's his wedding night, and he's out there having to get a prostitute. Come on now. You think it's not? his life ain't bad enough already? He just got married to probably someone he shouldn't have. Maybe she was super drunk. Maybe she's a great lady. Maybe she's just the nicest of ladies and just got too drunk, and he's like, well, I don't want to disturb her, so I'll get a prostitute. But I don't think that's what happened. I think he got married. She's like, I still ain't going to give you no pussy. And he's like, all right, I'll just sit here on the edge of the bed till you fall asleep then. And then he'll go out and get me some pussy. And then he just ends up in jail, you know? It ain't fair. It's not right. That poor guy. He should have, if he was looking for lots and lots of sex, maybe he should have just married a prostitute to begin with. She's got a steady stream of income. She definitely puts out, you know? You'll see her during the day, and then at night, you can fucking shoot pool, hang out with the boys, go to bed early, read a book. Prostitutes seem like quite the wife material, if you ask me. Someone who's got their own money, loves having sex, is definitely not broken in any way, entrepreneur, and fucking gone half the day. Not bad. Not bad for a wife. You know what I mean? Anyway, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, my friend, all right? How's that sound? Uh, this video is really misleading. It said monkey helps roll blunt, and that's the problem with the internet nowadays. Everything's just clickbait, you know what I mean? I'm expected that I'm going to see this monkey rolling up a blunt, but that's not what it is at all. It's just a lady rolling the blunt, and then she lets the monkey lick the paper. That's all it is. I guess if that's considering it helping, then fucking A. You know what I mean? I was just really excited for that fucking video. And it was a big letdown. I was like, this would be great. Watch a monkey's technique at rolling some weed up. But it didn't even roll it up. It just licked it. Rather disappointing video. I'll stick to the videos in the future where people get attacked and hurt somehow. Because I think we have more fun with those. I think you guys agree as well. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun. You know, hope we had a great time together. Listen, some shows coming up. Once again, I'll be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, September 12th at Liquid Smoke. Going to be in Texas at the end of September. we got Bridgeport, Connecticut, Chicago, Las Vegas, Dayton, Ohio, I believe. And uh, also st paul minnesota joe kelly check all those out and uh keep up with me i hope to catch you all around somewhere hey get out there get some shit done this week have some fun all right do me a favor take care of yourself take care of somebody else i'll catch you around real fucking soon all right later